Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast, where we dive into tactical strategies to grow your business and make an impact on this world. A huge part of success is keeping your mindset and vision on track. So this is a major part of our process and this podcast. Let's do this. Hello, Aaron here. Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. At the time of this recording, we are about two days away before Texas begins to reopen um, due to COVID-19 pandemic. So this episode will likely go live in a couple of weeks. Let's hope the future is good to our community as well as others across the world. So a quick update on how things are going over in our household during the quarantine. So you know how at the moment all hair salons are closed in most places around the country? Well, in my case, it's not really a great situation because I haven't had uh, my hair done since November. I was really kind of pushing the envelope on the whole getting my hair done timeline. So anyway, in order to help my hair along, I thought I'm going to at least use the products my stylist recommends. So I got on Amazon, ordered some shampoo. It was delivered. The bottle color was a tad different. The scent was a bit off, but I figured, what the hell? Let's give it a go. So uh Long story longer, my hair was not great, and turns out I had ordered conditioner. So I washed my hair with conditioner that I thought was shampoo, and then I rinsed my hair with my usual conditioner. Uh, I don't recommend the conditioner-conditioner combo. I actually thought, man, this will be too bad for a couple more weeks until the salon's open, but no, it is bad. Don't do it. My PSA is use shampoo and not double conditioner. But I swear, I've lost my ever-loving mind um, during this quarantine. It's insane. So um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guests for this week, which is um, Sarah and Stephen George of Magnolia Realty. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Hey, thanks for having us. (laughs) And Aaron, that was the... um, was it in, in the 90s? Rinse and repeat? I know. Wasn't exactly. that a thing? Were they lying to us? They were not lying to us, Stephen. It's not a good thing. <laughs> Liars. I know. It was horrible. It's not good. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, so, thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm really glad you guys are here. Um, so, as I said, you guys are part of um, Magnolia Realty. And before we dive into everything else, um, you know, kind of the big question is, how has this whole situation impacted your business and how you operate. So has how has COVID-19 and the pandemic affected how you guys are running your realty business? So um, as realtors, obviously, we have, we're very social people in general. And most of our work is done directly with other people. So meeting with people showing homes, meeting with people for listings, um, closings. So it's very face-to-face. It's a very face-to-face business. So it's been challenging just in the regard of adjusting to not being directly face-to-face and helping our clients still feel like they are heard and um, they're being helped. So as of right now, we're having to definitely change the way we structure and do our day-to-day business and work. Um, A lot of it is um, doing virtual tours of virtual open houses. Um, also a lot of Zoom meetings and um, and FaceTime walkthroughs. We've been working with clients out of town that can't get over to view houses they want to purchase. So we've been doing FaceTime, mm-hmm. video, FaceTime videos. Um, and then just really having to explain and go in depth and, on each property if it is, you know, a buyer that we're working with out of state. So, yeah, it's... It's, it's been hard. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would say to add to that, like Sarah's absolutely right. We've gone from a uh, a face to face and uh, situation where y- you know your relationships when you're working with someone on such an important purchase like a home, um, you really do need to interact and um, and even just physically seeing a home is uh, is social engagement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say just taking a step back, we've been really fortunate and grateful that we're still working and able to work, unlike so many other people that have been, you know, negatively affected by, uh, financially anyway, you know, so for that, we're really grateful. Um, uh, through this experience living in Austin, uh, where we, you know, we service Austin and surrounding areas. So the real estate market's held up really well. 
Um, and I'd say we've seen a shift where uh, people that had some reservations as an example about relocating um, that have just made the leap and said, you know what, our kids are out of school. Um, now's the time we're going to go ahead and move, you know? And so, so yeah. those kind of situations where you have someone with really strong convictions that just know where they need to be, um, that's been really refreshing for us. And, you know, it's been a, um, it's been helpful because, uh, and it's also been reassuring to kind of know that we're really helping people uh, with something that's really important to them and to their family. Um, so, you know, there's there's ups and downs, kind of like with uh, everyone going through this experience where, you know, we're going through a, a, a life-changing experience that we'd, we've never we've never had before. Yeah, we're definitely having to offer, like, support in new ways and figure out what that looks like for our business. So it's yeah. it's been a, a work in progress, but it's it's actually also been a lot of fun to kind of dive in even deeper and, and show people homes and work with them on listings in a different way that, um, I don't know, I feel like it's it's a little bit more creative, which is the part that I love, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's a good point. I never even thought about it. People, people are more flexible now, right? So to your point, Stephen, it's like, yeah, now's the time. If they're going to move, make a move, um, they can do it now. And walk. what does that look like? So walk us through when you have someone – Let's do an example of like an um, out-of-state person and they want to tour homes in Austin, thinking about relocating here. Kind of what does that look like as far as you guys showing them houses and then choosing a house and then kind of getting them through the, you know, the appraisal and all of that stuff? How does that look in, in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah, I mean, we just were doing that with two different clients from California right now. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, this week, I guess yeah, the best actually, examples. You yeah, know, I mean, that would probably be tell the, you about our life this week. Yeah, <laughs> so this week, um, so we just got finished actually doing a final walkthrough with our clients on a property um, in Steiner Ranch, and they're closing tomorrow, and it was their first time viewing the property in person. So they're from Northern California. They're an amazing couple. Um, and they weren't actually even looking in Steiner Ranch. So they haven't been out here looking. They weren't really ready to 100% buy until they all of a sudden were and just fell in love. And I think it was like what Steven said, a lot of people are going through this where they were kind of thinking about moving and like they're in their next one to five year plan. And now all of a sudden with everything going on, they've just realized well, one, they're at home a lot and they might not love their house. And two, they realize they can work from anywhere um, and they have that flexibility right now to make those changes. So we, so again, like two couples that we're working with right now, they both are in that position where they weren't necessarily looking at buying this month, but here they are. Um, and this couple, so the way it started was we um, spoke with them over the phone and um we did some video walkthroughs with them on different properties in the areas they were looking in. Uh, we talked to them about the areas, gave them detail of the areas, of course, like, and this is what we would do with any person, whether it was in person or not. Um, but the, I guess the differences that were the way we kind of went about it this way with them not seeing it and knowing they probably weren't going to see it until they closed, which was honestly really nerve wracking for us. It's um, They're putting a lot of trust in us, which we definitely appreciate. But um, we also want to make sure that they see and know everything about the property since it is a big purchase. So um, what we did is we did a video walkthrough with them multiple times. We um, actually videoed us driving down the hill that goes, you know, by Lake Travis going into Steiner so, Ranch so they could see what it feels like to drive <coughs> into their neighborhood. Um, so for people that aren't familiar with Steiner Ranch, yeah. <laughs> which is where we live, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful neighborhood and area. It's in uh, North Austin. Um, it's considered the hill country. Um, so you have rolling hills, tons of trees, uh, Lake Travis, which is 24 square miles. So yeah, you get a beautiful view of the lake. It's just a gorgeous area. Um, and so... Yeah, and so, I mean, so for us, we wanted to highlight those features and also be realistic. Um, there are obviously some negatives to living in different areas. And so we wanted to point out um, some of those things as well. So they could we make sure we weren't just sugarcoating it because obviously they weren't here to see it. And we wanted to make sure they were making the right decision that was the best fit for their family. 
Um, and so doing that, it was doing a lot of videos, talking a lot about the area, um, trying to connect them with other people in the area, uh, which is something we usually do after closing. Uh, we usually try to connect people with their community, whether it's through Facebook groups or whatever it is, but really try to get them connected right up front, um, especially if they're moving out of state. And then a big thing that we do, and it's honestly, I mean, being from Northern California, we're able to do this with with clients that are in that area or anywhere that we're familiar with like that is to compare it to places there. And so we do that a lot. We ask them, where do you live? And if they say right. Mountain View, we can say, okay, well, this is like Saratoga, or we can compare it to areas that they understand. Um, so it helps them kind of visualize it in their mind, what they're looking at. And so we try to do that for, yeah. I mean, obviously we do it for a lot of our California clients since that's originally where we're from. So we understand that area, but we try to do it for as many people as we can to just really help them understand the distance and proximity um, of where they are to certain things like stores um, or if they're in the hills or if they're by a lake, but not just stating that, but really giving them a good understanding of um, the location that they're in if they aren't able to see it in person. So yeah, and they're closing tomorrow and it was so fun to watch them walk through it today yeah. and have them oh, see it for bet. the first time. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'd say there's a certain, like Sarah mentioned, like one of the great things about being a realtor is we're um, helping people through, navigate through a really important life decision. I mean, we're, we're talking about a place right now anyway where we are spending 24 hours in our home, you know, and it's where you're going to raise your kids and um, have all of these really important life experiences, right? So I guess our strategy is really simple. Like we try to be as authentic as possible. Uh, while providing um, as much detail uh, as someone needs, mm -hmm. you know, and so um, and for for clients like that, that you know, they're um, adamant that they know where they uh, want to live, and um, you know, it's just a matter of finding the right um, right location, right location, right home, um, and. Um, and helping them through that that decision as much, much as possible. Yeah. So, and, and I saw, I, I'm pretty sure I saw a post where the closing has to go down with social distancing. So what is, <laughs> explain that a little bit. Because I thought I saw a post where like someone was in a car or they were on a bench but far away from each other or something like that uh, yeah. to sign their paperwork. You just throw money at the bank and drive <laughs> away. Much, yeah, no. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so... Obviously, this has not just in our day-to-day -day interaction, but the entire transaction of the retail, uh, real estate process, it's become, you know, every step is face-to-face. -face. Other than your, your lender, a lot of times you can do lending um, online or over the phone, but as far as closing, you go to the title office. If you deliver checks, you deliver them in person. Like, it is a very... It's still a very old school industry in that way, where a lot of things are done face to face, where they still need to have actual signatures on paperwork. You can't just docusign everything at the end. Mm -hmm. um, and so because of that, that's really created a shift in our industry for a lot of things to go more digital and more and most of the transaction to be done online, which is nice. Um, so what happened, one of our clients that closed, well, actually all of our clients that have closed this month have had a mobile notary come out mm -hmm. to them. So instead of going to the title company to sign their final documents, they've had a mobile notary out and that person has, you know, let them sign the documents, sent them back to title, which then sends them back to the lender. And it's like the whole process closing. Um, I mean, it's great. It's it's hard for me to to get excited about it because it's very anticlimactic. I mean, I'm used to being there at the title office, watching them sign their documents, like hugging them and getting so excited with them, handing them the keys. And so all of that is right now taken out. So that's been a little harder to adjust to, but we've all, you know, the, the title companies, the lenders, all of the people that we work with are so great. And, and they all feel the same. I mean, they would love to be in person with, with these people and helping them and, and walking them through everything. So we're just trying to be as diligent as we can and really give them all the information up front and talk them through all of the documents. So they're not sitting there just signing with some stranger <laughs> and then, um, going on their way. So 
we're still trying to make it make it exciting for them after when we give them the keys from a distance. I just drive up but... and throw keys at people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> personally. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's no. like duck. <laughs> catch it. Sorry, got your head. <laughs> Wash those keys, kids. Right. Welcome to your house. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes, yeah, I was right. You know, there's um I'd say real estate, obviously, um, uh, even that that closing process that Sarah described, it's a very in-person, uh, traditionally an in-person experience. Um, and so I think one of the things that is going to come out of uh, this COVID experience for all of us in any, whatever environment you work in, you know, you're, you're going to see opportunities pop up to be more, both more efficient, um, and it's going to be out of a necessity, you know. So there's opportunities everywhere to, you know, uh, to do things differently and kind of to shift and change. So we've, we've embraced it. Um, our business has been, you know, growing as a result. Yeah. Do you see some of these, um, you know, more kind of digital leanings in your process? Do you see some of those sticking around post-COVID? Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, I think just in terms of um, the engagement that we've had with clients, um, I think we'll uh, definitely continue to do, um, you know, a lot of, I guess, it's hard to say, honestly, some of it, like the the showings and things of that nature, just given the real estate industry, you really, you have to do those in person at some point. But I think for marketing and for content, one of the strengths that we have is um, we actually really enjoy doing marketing and, and helping highlight um, listings. Uh, it's something that, like Sarah and I, are both uh, that we both love, and um, and so for us, that's forced us to uh, really focus on like our online strategy and how we're going to market a uh, a property successfully. Yeah, you know, I think, and yeah, so, I think that's going to stay. Probably, I mean, I think that is definitely growing already, and we're going to see uh, a shift and a continued growth in that, and also some of the um, video walkthroughs. I think the biggest shift that we're going to see, one, is on the lending side, a lot of the lenders um, are not set up to do, like, remote online notary, it's called. It's called RON. Um, just a lot of lenders aren't set up to do that. So actually, when you are close, have when you have closing documents, if you have a loan, those are the only ones that they actually need like a wet signature on. Everything else could be DocuSign, but because of that, if you have a loan, you actually have to sign that physically in person. Um, so there are certain lenders that are doing RON, and I feel like a lot of lenders are now trying to jump and coordinate to be able to do that. So I think in the future we are going to see a lot more online signings and DocuSign signings, um, which would be great because we have so many people from all over that are closing and a lot of times they can't be here for closing. So I do see that happening. I also see people like we've been seeing them take that jump to really move out and, um, and not be scared to not be scared to see, uh, to, to purchase a property and get under contract on a property they have not seen in person. Um, we are seeing these couples do it and they're not, they're not scared to do it because they trust the process. If they have, you know, if they trust the person that they're working with and they, you know, and they feel confident about the area, I feel like that's going to be a continued thing. We're going to start seeing because people are, are just going to be more, I think, I think being locked up, <laughs> being stuck in a house together and being stuck together. I think it's, it's turning people into being more impulsive and um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think it's it's going to make people realize it's one of those things where if you have if something really hard or rough happens to you, you look back and think, oh, I'm so thankful or grateful for these other things. And I feel like that's that's what we're going to start noticing as things start to kind of shift back towards yeah. normalcy a little bit. Um, and <coughs> I think we're going to start to see people that are going to really want to make those moves quickly, whereas normally you'd see them be a little bit possibly more cautious or wait to see properties in person or really want to see 10 properties. I think now it's going to be, they're going to be ready to buy and they're going to be ready to make an offer and it might not even be in person. So I think that's going to be a big shift that I'm starting yeah. to see. And I think we're going to, I think that's going to continue. Yeah. I and I'd, that slowing down. I'd say, 
You know, we work for Magnolia Realty, so the owners are Chip and Joanna Gaines, who are television-like personalities, right? And so uh, the reason I mention that is, like, when we're doing uh, video showings uh, or virtual calls and walking someone through a home, uh, honestly, that was a lot of fun. Like, and we... Um, Basically, we're ready for fixer upper. Yeah, I we'd say, are you ready to see your say. not fixer upper? <laughs> right. You're, You're absolutely move in, stunning. Moving ready home. Move in, ready home. <laughs> right. Let's turn around. Let's walk through it. Right. But um, you know, just it, it was. It added an element of fun to an ex- a situation that could feel really tense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I think that's certainly something that we'll continue to do. I think the real estate industry as a whole will probably make some shifts to. Uh, more online and, um, you know, digital uh, tools, which which is um, welcoming. So again, like the same thing with every, every industry is going to shift and adjust as a result of, mm-hmm. of this experience. It's just whether or not there's, uh, you know, and if you find an opportunity, like I always, Sarah and I talk about opportunities and ideas all the time, uh, some of which are great. <laughs> Some of which were never talked about again, <laughs> right? So, um, so yeah, I think uh, the real estate industry is going to be much like any other, uh, where you're going to see some permanent shifts. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because we, on the other side of this process, we spoke with um, Wade Lombard of Square Cow um, Movers, and he brought up similar things as you guys as to the trust factor, right? So you're in this um, situation people are relying on you even more, you know? So it's almost like more of the responsibility falls on your shoulders to be transparent, as you guys were saying, and, you know, make sure they know exactly what they're getting into, exactly what they're signing up for, because you're here and they're not, you know? And so no pressure on you guys. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And I think, honestly, that's, for me, like getting into this initially, even getting into this industry, that's what it was for me from the beginning. I feel my job was to make sure my clients trusted me and um, and not only listened to me, but understood that I listened to them and what they needed. And, you know, I know sometimes in this industry, it can get it can get crazy and and you know, like any industry, there's people that are in it for different reasons. But for me, it was always about making people feel good, like they're being listened to and that I'm able to help them. And so the trust factor there is just being authentic and being real and being as honest as possible about everything. I mean, we've, I've been honest to a fault with some things. I mean, when it comes to listings, and if we think a listing's overpriced that we have, we'll be honest about it. And it's not a fun conversation to have. And we've had a lot of those, but again, it's, you know, we're wanting to do what's in the best interest for our clients. And so within that, I mean, I th- think it involves trust on both sides. Like we also have to trust them that they're going to, you know, help us with this process while we help them do what needs to be done. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I guess for, I, uh, I was going to comment on your we're in it for the right reasons. The Bachelor, <laughs> Bachelorette, there. Well, we are in it for the right reasons, Erin. Um, no, but um, oh yeah, I think we, like Sarah mentioned, we try to connect with whomever we're working with. And um, I guess for us, we approach every relationship really um, pretty, pretty consistently, you know, and try to be authentic and um, and again, just to, to help people, um, identify what, um, you know, help them identify what's going to work and what isn't. And so I think people see that as well. And when you're genuine and sincere, and I think it goes back to any career, any like career choice you make, you really should be doing something that you're passionate about, that you think, um, and identify the way that you can really help people. Um, and so people see through that too, right. And they, Mm -hmm. they appreciate it. And, um, and so we kind of try to be a sounding board for our clients and, uh, help them make the right decision. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit how you guys got into real estate, maybe a little bit about your backgrounds and how you guys got started. 
So, <laughs> um, so yeah, for, for me, um, real estate was kind of something that I fell into, I guess. Um, I, so Stephen and I are both from Gilroy, California, like small town or was a small town at one time. Carla, capital of the world. Still is. (laughs) Reigning champion. (laughs) At least 55 years. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so we're both from, you know, a town that saw, um, I mean, it was a smaller town and then the tech boom happened in San Jose and it became this big town where everybody drove lived in Gilroy and commuted to San Jose. And so, um, so growing up for, for, for us was, was very different. It was different for me growing up around that, um, and just experiencing that shift. So, which helped me in my real estate career here in Austin. But, um, yeah, the way I kind of fell into real estate, I guess, was when we moved here, um, we, I'm very much a planner and very detail oriented, um, I used to be an event planner. Um, I've had many jobs, but event planner was one of them. <laughs> and um, so moving here, I had done a lot of research um, and found our house and kind of pushed to make sure our house, um, this house that we're in now, was um, a house that we could make an offer on. It was actually under contract at the time. Um, I pushed our, our agent to follow up on it. And we um, ended up getting the house, so that was exciting. And then fast forward that to we have friends that kept messaging us, mentioning that they wanted to move out to Austin. A lot of people at that point, this was about five and a half years ago, that, you know, were looking at moving. Um, So I had a few friends that were looking at moving. One of them that was looking at moving wanted to move here. I knew my neighbor's house was going on the market. Sarah was <laughs> selling houses before she had a license, yeah, is what right. she's saying. Hey, don't say that. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I wasn't. I didn't. Okay, I'm I take that back. Can you true. just edit that out? <laughs> I, like, I did not get paid for this service. <laughs> but, so, yeah. No, we- so, anyways, I basically connected the two of them, and I connected my friend who wanted to purchase the property um, to one of my good friends and a fellow realtor, Melissa, here in, um, here in Austin. And so she... She was the part that made the transaction happen, but um, but just after that, seeing that and talking to a few other people, and then actually talking to Melissa and talking to a few other realtors that I was friends with here in the area, um, I started talking to them more about it and realizing it had, it gave me kind of an outlet for all of my organizational skills and also just everything that came along with being an event planner. I always tell people it's so similar it sounds weird, but it's so similar to planning a wedding. It's this temp for me, it's like the same stress and sometimes the same time frame, but usually the same stress. And you're having to deal with a lot of different people, not just necessarily the couple or the one person that's buying. There's always other people involved and other opinions involved. Um, and having to really know that something probably will go wrong and how you can think quick on your feet and fix it. <laughs> so with all of those things, I knew those are all things that I loved to do in event in event planning and in the event planning world. Um, and so for me, it made it kind of an easy transition to think about turning that into working on the home side of things. Um, and then also on my... I'm. I have a creative background. I went to school for fashion marketing. So I, um, and I did retail buying and, and I just, I love, I love that aspect of listing and being able to stage homes and really have like the design eye for how that looks. So being able to put all of that together in a career, um, and be able to do something that can help people at the end of the day. I I didn't want it to be just like a nine to five job or something where I'm just clocking in and getting a paycheck. I wanted it to be something fulfilling. And that's what it, like events have provided me with after the wedding, when the couple was finished, like I just felt so fulfilled and happy that they were happy. And it's the same with buying a home and selling a home. Like it's a new chapter for each of these people's lives. And I just am so happy that I get to be a part of it. Um, and so once I got into it, then I, Drug Steven on over into it. So, yeah. so <laughs> he can yeah, be my helper. <laughs> like, like Sarah mentioned, so I'll give you my take inside. <clears throat> so, yeah, like Sarah mentioned, we moved out here in 2014. Um, and so when, when we moved, uh, so I guess a little bit more uh, background, right? So Sarah talked about our 
uh, growing up in Gilroy, like for me, I, you know, I think I was, so I grew up in a low income neighborhood, basically in an apartment complex. Um, and so as I transitioned into college, like I didn't really know what I wanted, but I did know what I didn't want. One, you know, I did not want to be poor. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I started my career working in finance. Um, but I guess the reason I mentioned that is, you know, it wasn't until I was probably 21 that I um, actually lived in a real physical house, you know. And so, and even then it was living with Sarah's mom and her stepdad. Those were fun times. Uh, which was a great, <laughs> being the boyfriend, 21, <laughs> in college, no job. Stories for You don't have any jobs, <laughs> right? So, um, uh, so, and then you kind of fast forward, it was what, um, gosh, I don't know, 12 years maybe um, after that to before we moved to, to Austin. Um, and then moving to Austin, you know, we bought our house. I, I didn't even see our house before we closed on it. Um, I drove out from California, typical Californian, drove out in a Prius with a lab. Of course. Um, Ours was a mini with a shepherd mix. So. Oh, there we go. Right. Yeah. Similar. So, yeah. Um, so I drove out in my Prius, you know, and um, and so I guess buying a home for me, like your home is a safe and a secure place for for you and for your family, you know, and so... I don't know. I, I guess we just have an appreciation for how important where you live is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess also my background working in finance and for like major tech companies, um, uh, just from a career perspective, transitioning into real estate, you see a real connection between what you're doing and how it impacts someone's lives. So I would say, I, I like Sarah mentioned, um, I kind of saw the work that she was doing, and uh, eventually she got so busy that she needed help, and so I, I got my license and started to help her, and here we are now. I think so that's kind great. of a weird, yeah. You guys see it as more than four walls and a roof. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. You know, like, and so, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's kind of, it's your foundation. It's where you lay down roots, and um, and we have so many like great experiences where we live, right? And so, um, yeah, it's really easy to sell living in Austin or the Austin area, because <laughs> yeah. you know, it's. I mean, yeah, you can't really go wrong. But I think we, yeah, and together having Stephen help me. Just it's been what over a year now, just over a year, like a almost yeah, two almost years. Two. Yeah, it's been great. Like it was, you know, I mean, working together, husband and wife. It's Fun. Well, that's, that's you, my next you better, question. <laughs> like, you better watch. It? She better watch what she says right Tread now. Tread lightly. Yeah. How yeah. is it? Well, like, you can't get out of this house without me. So, <laughs> no. It's, you better watch uh, it. Yeah. It. I mean, in the beginning, I I feel like it was an adjustment just because um, it's it's like a you know your time management. You're trying to figure out how to work together and let each other know what's going on, but also get stuff done. And so. Um, I do primarily, I do the majority of communication with the clients. Um, and he kind of does a lot of the back end stuff. Um, that was how it was originally kind of how we set it up originally. Um, and then we just started finding that, I mean, we're very, we have similar personalities as far as being outgoing, but the way we interact with clients is very different. And there's some clients that he just connects to better. And there's some clients that I connect to better. Um, and there's some that just want straight, numbers and hard facts and that is him <laughs> and then there's some that really want to be reassured and kind of talk to you about the overall picture and what it looks like and that I feel like is where like I can give my input so um it's been really good because there's been times where there where for us there's either been and it really hasn't been clients it's been say uh, like other agents because obviously you know, you're working with different agents and clients on both sides and lenders and all of these different people are involved in this one transaction. Um, and so there's been times when if I've had a hard time communicating with another agent or with the title company, or it's just, we're not clicking and it's not working and it's, and everything I'm doing is not really, is not calming or it's not, it's not something that's like working as far as our conversation. Then that's something where Steven can usually come in or vice versa. And so it's nice because it's like, 
we can tag team and I can be like, I'm tapped out. It's your turn. <laughs> so yeah. that works out well. <laughs> so I'd say like Sarah, she's super creative and she has great intuition um, along with other qualities, good qualities. <laughs> Thank you. And so um, we try to, I don't know, it's weird. We're Our working relationship has just been a really good blend of like creativity, um, uh, again, intuition, um, you know, hard work, having a strategy and a plan, and blending it all up, and um, and just finding like a, you know, a little sweet sauce in there that mm-hmm. works. Um, I feel like, and our clients, it's interesting because our clients have. I've noticed lately a lot of them um, that we've spoken to after the process or even during have really appreciated it. And I was always curious about that because him, like he can start talking to them about something and I could call the next day and talk to them about it. And I always wondered if they would think, okay, there's, you know, there it's like a switch off and, and now this person's talking and it's, it's just not clear, but because we communicate with each other and, and we like, I know what's going on and what he's talking about with a client just like he does, I feel like it's seamless. And and the clients that recently that we've been working with have all said, it's so nice because I feel like it's like two of the same person. Like you, go, you guys both like know you, what's going on. It's not, there's no redundancy. Yeah. And so that was good too. I was always kind of curious, like, how do they think, how do they feel about yeah. this? But it's, it's nice to know that they are not feeling like they're feeling like they're getting two people that really know um, what they're doing and what's going on in the transaction and that, that are able to help them kind of no matter what point they're at. So I feel like that's been great. Gotcha. So it's kind of like identifying your strengths, you know, and kind of leveraging those. Yes. At the most opportunity. Definitely. Times. Yeah. Do you guys have any key learnings or insights for people who want to go out on their own, whether or not it's someone that wants to get into real estate or just somebody who wants to, they're an, they want to be an entrepreneur and they want to start their own business. Any insights for them? Oh my gosh, do we have a bunch or what? I feel like, I feel like we have conversations all the time with, Yeah. I think it's so funny because I think if we weren't doing this, we would probably be like business development well, I don't know. We always, whenever people come up to us with I, with ideas or things they want to do, well, one, Stephen's really good about a million, and he has a million and one ideas. He's I've got plenty of ideas if you need any. Things out there. We should like, just do a podcast about crazy ideas Let's every night. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll drink no, a beer. It right. is great. It's like, I think for us, we both are very similar, and we look at people doing things, and we think... Steven is more to the extreme than I am on this. But I look at someone, I think, you can totally do this. This is what you need to be doing. And Steven will take it to the next level and say, you need to do it. Here, I'm going to help you. Um, like, for example, we have um, his his barber. <laughs> um, he His barber is a great guy. He works at... Um, he a works at a barber, barber shop in Lakeway, and um, during this whole process, you know, all of the like all of those employees have been just sidelined, and so like income obviously has been tough and stuff. Um, Stephen's been talking to him for a long time. Every time he would go in about starting his own thing, um, and so now he's at the point where he he said, you know, I know you've been telling me this forever, and this is what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to do mobile, like a mobile barber shop, and so. And Stephen had talked to him about it and kind of given him ideas on it. And then I was over here saying, this is the name he needs to use. Go ahead, like, look it up and see if it's there. I mean, we're like, we're ready to, to go. But um, no, I just, I think we both look at people and, and feel like if they're, if they're happy with what they're doing and they're totally, they love their job, it's great. But if they, if they want help or advice, I think we look at them as, I don't know how to explain it. Like we can just do, we can help them. And we like to do that. Like Steven likes to be able to go out and say, this is what you can do. And I think, I think that's what we love so much about Austin is, and Steven always touches on this is it's like a place where you You could do anything here. You could be successful doing anything, right? Like you really can. I mean, if you have the drive and the motivation, you can really do anything here. Like there's so much opportunity here compared to, you know, other areas. And you just have, you want to open up, you know, a taco shop. You can open up a taco truck, like, or whatever you want to do. I mean, there's, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity for small businesses and small business entrepreneurs and and people that just want to have their own 
they they want to make their own schedule yeah. and have their own, you know, be able to control their own life. Um, but yeah, I, I really think that for us, the biggest thing with being in real estate and having that, you know, being able to have that like flexibility and, and be our own business is really just again, helping others and showing other people too, that you can do it. I mean, for us, it was all about just being motivated and, and, and our motivation comes from a place of being helpful and really just wanting to like do good work and help people. And so I feel like if that, if your motivation comes from that and people and you're authentic and people see that, I, I don't know why you wouldn't be successful. It's just something like no matter what business you're in. I guess so for me, um, you know, I, I, uh, just from a work perspective, I, uh, kind of stick to anything that I'm going to go and do. Uh, I don't know the right way to describe it, but it's just like you, um, kind of relentlessly pursue something that you think is important. Um, and so I, I guess the advice I'd give is one, figure out what, what's most important to you, um, Build a plan based on the things that are important uh, and then go do exactly that, right? And learn and figure things out. Like for me, as I transitioned from, you know, working in the corporate world to um, to doing something different, you know, that's kind of a, it's a scary transition. And so as, as I thought about that, I thought, well, one, I want to be by people that I truly love and enjoy. And so here I am working with my beautiful wife. <laughs> Right. So, um, so no, it's, that's, it's true. Like I thought, Hey, who do I want to spend my time with? Well, like my life partner is probably a good start. Um, uh, two, who do I want to serve? Right. And who do I want to help? And I, I love the community that we live in. I love Austin. Um, moving to Austin has completely changed our lives for the better. Uh, and so that was a no brainer, you know, and then I saw this opportunity to help Sarah um, and to work with her. And so I went and did just that, you know. But it, but I think for any plan, in, in order to do something and to be successful, you have to have a, like a sequential plan. And it's got to be realistic, yeah. right? Um, if not, uh, you're going to be focusing on the right and wrong things and, um, and making a lot of mistakes that you probably could avoid. You know, so I guess that's the practical part where you really do need to piecemeal everything out and and have the right people to help you. You know, no one gets to where like uh, no one becomes successful without the help, like without help from from other people. And I think that's what Sarah was describing. Like, you know, when I talk to someone, when they share an idea or something that they're super passionate about. I guess my response is always, hey, go like go do that. Go do that thing um, that you feel you need to do, you know. But don't just go and willy-nilly like vision it and think it's going to happen. It's going to take hard work, but um, it's certainly re- like it's realistic and possible, you know, if you just know what steps you're going to take. So that's yeah, he, the he draws the... out the steps and I'm like, just do it. Go, right. go. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. Yeah, I, I guess I have I'm crazy more, ideas. I'm the but... more impulsive one. Yeah. But I mean, also to that extent, like I feel if if there's something that the worst thing that you can do is be held back because you're scared to try something, you know. And so that's I feel like when it comes to going out on your own and having your own business, it's scary. There's no fallback. There's nobody handing you a paycheck at the end of every week. There's nobody, you know, patting your back saying you did a good job. <laughs> There's also nobody telling you to work harder. So you can work as much or as as little as you want. Um, but, you know, so you really have to go for it. And I think, you know, reiterating, like going back on what Stephen said, you have to go for it, but also have a plan. But you have to be really willing to take that risk and know that, you know, if you mess up or if something doesn't work, like you just try harder the next time. It's not, it's not something you just need to give up on. Um, and I feel like if you're really passionate about something and it's something that, you know, you feel strongly about, you will be successful no matter what, cause you'll, you will want to make it work. So I really feel like there's opportunity for everybody out there to really do what they want to do and have a happy life. Yeah, so it's all about <laughs> being intentional 
but yes. reverse engineering your plan <laughs> as <Yes>. well. <laughs> um, having a vision and pushing past fear, but also being practical about it. So I think that's yeah. a, a good way because a lot of people, you know, they kind of dwell on the someday. Well, someday, you know, I'm going to do this and someday I'm going to jump into that, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, no, that's never going to happen. You know, I, I, I look at those people and I'm like, okay, that's not, it's never going to happen for you, you know, because yeah. it's like, you're not putting any, anything behind it. You're not taking any action at all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's funny. Cause I've had, I remember, um, when I moved to London for college, I mean, everybody, that was just something that I'm like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do this. And I did it. But I remember having friends tell me, um, like good friends, I could never do that. I can't believe you did that. Like what? And I just kept thinking, why wouldn't I do it? I mean, I, I, one, I can, I was able to figure out my financial plan through with financial aid and everything. I was able to make it work. I, I had my plan. I knew what I wanted to do there. And like, I, I took that risk and I made that jump, but it was, I guess it's just, it was surprising to me to hear somebody just think, oh, I could never do that. And I'm like, why couldn't you ever do that? (laughs) What's stopping you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's where I feel like a lot of times, you know, it's just important to know. And I, we try to, I try to do this with all of our friends and with our clients too, because again, going back to like home buying and selling, it's an emotional time and it's a big investment. And and there is that hesitation there a lot of times, um, especially on the buying side. I don't know. Should I? And when you clearly know they love the home and that's that's when it just goes back to what feels right and what do you think the right decision is? And I think, you know, we just try to help people to be feel comfortable in what they're doing and um, and the purchase that they're making if they're you know buying a property and just to really feel good about it and to know that that we're here to support them. So they have that kind of support system and they, and their plan is our plan and we can help them carry out that plan, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think it just kind of goes full circle, but yeah. Yeah. And do you, do you guys have um, daily routines that help you guys with your success, either personally or professionally? Like I usually give the examples of some people have gratitude journals or they work out every day or they read or they meditate. Is there anything that you guys do? Even. <laughs> <laughs> I guess have like I I am very systematic. Yeah. You know I you know I wake up pretty much at the same time every day. Uh, I work out in the morning. I eat almost the same thing until every day. until dinner. <laughs> um, and so for me anyway, I just um, I kind of have the things that are really important and the things that don't necessarily matter all that much, you know, and, um, by having a system and a process every single day, I know I'm making progress toward the things that really matter. And that's like, that's most important to me. And so, um, I guess from a vision perspective and, um, you know, I always have goals, but they're always the same, you know, there's, um, you know, I always have like a financial goal, a personal goal, um, and relationship goals, and then professional goals, <laughs> you know, but they're typically something very um, specific. Uh, but, um, and then I um, focus my week and my days to make progress on the hardest areas that would have the most impact, you know, and so, um, so yeah, I think like for me, I'm a creature of habit. I um, I like having structure because with structure, you're able to figure out what you're going to go and do next. I don't think winging it is the right way to live your, you know, uh, or to uh, make progress on really important things. Like the really important things in your life are more important than just winging it, you know. Um, and so I try to be as intentional with my time and with the things that I go and do. Um, and then there's certain things that I don't really, you know, that don't really have a major impact. They're, they're, uh, reversible decisions. Like what we're going to have for lunch. Honestly, I don't really care. I'll eat anything. Yeah. Uh, True. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and you, I'll be grateful if you, if you buy me lunch at any point in my life, I'll be grateful regardless of what it is. You know, um, but I mean, you all, well, so you also like Stephen works out every day. 
he has, he does have a pretty, like, he has a pretty good schedule. For me, my schedule, well, right now it's non-existent. I mean, right. it's complete chaos. But um, if the kids were in school and this was a, nor- a normal time, my schedule is a little different. I usually will, you know, do a workout. Um, I um, I usually have my planner that I'll write in. I mean, right now that planner is just on the back burner, but <laughs> this is this is a normal day, not not in mm-hmm. current situation. Um, and and then I just kind of go through um, the the top things that need to be done. Like my thing I've always done is I do a checklist every single morning, and then I do a checklist every single night on things I need to do the next day. Um, and so I just kind of go through what's important. I mean, I'm not getting all the things off my checklist done, but, um, you know, I'm trying to make progress on it. Um, in real estate, you know, you can have the best laid out plan and it's not being the corporate world. Your day is changed on a regular basis. So I could have a whole plan and then something can come up where I need to show a property in an hour or I need to um, call a lender now because something's going on on a transaction. And so, you know, those are things that make it hard to plan, you know, even like hour increments of your day. Um, so that's where it gets a little bit challenging. So for me, I know just to be flexible and go with it. So I really don't have a strict plan, you know, by the hour, by the day, because I know I just need to have that flexibility for when clients call, I want to answer. Like, I don't want to wait and say, well, I need to call them back in an hour because that's my call time, (laughs) you know? So, um, or when showings, like we want to make sure we're available. So, um, so yeah, my, my schedule is very flexible and open. And within that time, when things are not going on, when I don't have clients calling, that's when I backfill all of the things that I need to get done. So it's, it's kind of, I kind of go in reverse of a, of a, a standard schedule, I guess. And then, um, you know, and then my goal before all of this, my goal was to spend more time with my kids. <laughs> so now I've got that down since I now we regret that goal. <laughs> goal accomplished. <laughs> yes, goal crushed. Right. Check check. Yeah. So, yeah, that was um, that was actually on my vision board this year. <laughs> so uh, that part came true. Um, the house in Hawaii has not and all the trips I was going to take, but, um, but no, it was, and it still is like to have, I do try to carve out that time as much as I can, because now, I mean, now we're forced to be teachers, right? (laughs) So we're forced to wear all these additional hats that we are, you know, we already had quite a few. And so with that, I'm trying to carve out time, not just sitting with them and doing school stuff or helping them with that, but also in the afternoon and evening, spending time with them where it's not related to that. Because now it's adding another layer of our job of being, Mm -hmm. you know, being moms on top of, you know, instead of being moms that and then just having fun with them. Now we're being moms. Now we're being teachers. And, you know, and it's exhausting. And so having, I'm still trying to kind of carve out that time where I can spend with them. So usually what we were doing is every morning going on a hike um, at 9am and we take the dog out and go for a hike every morning around here and then um, get them started on school. Then I was able to do some work and kind of go from there. But yeah, I mean, my schedule with real estate, there are some people that are just have it down um, in my stage of life with the age my kids are and everything, it's just constantly fluid and changing. And um, it's going to be that way. And as organized of a person as I am, I've just had to let it go and be okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, with all the stuff that you guys have going on, like what, what are your goals and vision for your business? Where do you see yourselves going? Where are we going, Sarah? <laughs> that is a good um, question. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I guess we've been uh, much more intentional and focused with our business. Obviously, you know, our plans to continue to grow and um, and work with more more clients. So, I think our our goal in the next year is uh, to double our business. You know, and so in order to On do the, that. Yeah. In order to do that, we really do have to be more, uh, to, we have to be as efficient as possible. But, um, but yeah, I think we're, we're figuring out the um, client base that we work best with and, um, and really focusing on um, helping 
the right people with their uh, with getting to where they need to be. Yeah, you know. And I think and overall, so, like I feel like our business will. I mean, we've talked about eventually having our own brokerage and doing and going that route, and that's yeah. something that we go back and forth on. I mean, honestly, we've. Um, Really enjoyed being with Magnolia and just um, and what they've provided to us as agents. So it's it would be hard, you know, to leave and do our own thing. But that is something that we've talked about doing mm-hmm. for us. Um, I'm just so much. I love helping people, and I love I really do like love helping people buy and sell. I also really love the design part of it. So. For us, I really would love to have either our own brokerage or something where we're really utilizing um, more of the interior design staging aspect of it. Um, And whether that means doing blogs, having, you know, where we're staging not just homes we're selling or doing interior design. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like yet, but I do like I like the idea of of doing that because that to me is. A passion that I have, um, and so it's just yeah. it's fun to be able to incorporate that into into what I do right now. So I think, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think long term, yeah, like Sarah said, um, kind of moving into uh, either having our own independent brokerage or um, looking into adjacent businesses in real estate or with interior design or like home goods in general. That's something that. Uh, would be of interest, but, but for now, like, we're just trying to be present and get through this pandemic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and I think that's first. like, They're yeah, right. that's been really important to us too, is just trying to be present and mm-hmm. enjoying where we are, but, um, always looking to, to grow and progress, you know? So, uh, yeah. I think that's been a, a real focus for us and, um, it's been a positive shift too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I see you You guys are in a great spot. I mean, with all of your interests and your your talents, I mean, you really could expand this into whatever you want it to be, which is really exciting. And I think for many entrepreneurs, they start out, you know, in one area and then they master that area and then they branch out, they expand, you know, or they mm-hmm. discover something along the way of like, oh, wait, actually, this is what I want to do, you know? And so, um, so I think that's right up your alley, which I think is great. Um, so where can people find you guys online? So (laughs) Facebook uh, and Instagram, Facebook and Instagram are the two, our two main channels right now. We're actually still working on our, we're doing a separate website that, um, we're hoping to do as a blog, um, with our, with our, um, oh, like brand or different branding. Yeah. um, So Instagram, the George's underscore Magnolia Realty. Uh, and then Facebook, uh, we're Sarah and Stephen George uh, at Magnolia Realty yeah, Magnolia. as well. So yeah, yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Those are the main. Yeah, awesome. and it's and we yeah we continue to update. We usually do posts every day, and it's just I mean we mix in some Magnolia stuff, of course, because that's like people love Chip and Joe and everything mm-hmm. that they're doing, and so we'll throw in some of that. We get a lot of marketing pieces from um, corporate up in Waco. And then, um, so we'll do some Chip and Joe stuff. We do a lot of our own. I, again, with the design stuff, I like kind of showing, showcasing some other um, design aspects and interior stuff from from different uh, people on Instagram and Facebook that I work with. Um, we love to do that. And then talk about what, what's going on in the market, what listings we have coming, what's sold, um, and then just fun stuff about our clients and everything. So yeah, I mean, I that I love doing. It. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun having um, getting on social media and being able to like share what we're doing and just kind of our our everyday life with people, so they get to see what it's all about and what Austin's all about too. Great. So we asked this one fun question from for everybody, which is, <laughs> if you could only listen to one music artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh my god should be good at oh, this since wow. I've been doing these 10 <laughs> I know um, okay. the Facebook challenge yeah do we have to agree on it no Sarah and I no, no. there's have no way we're going to agree on it <laughs> can you imagine no. it's like no uh-uh <laughs> it's like and this is what broke us no <laughs> right, <exactly>. <laughs> and we're done <laughs> they were a great partnership and then <laughs> until you ask that one question right. now we're done um oh, that's, that's so a tough hard. one 
what could I listen to all the time? Well, you just got to decide. So I'm going to go with the Beatles. All right. That's Aww. a good one. You know, she's going to listen to Here Beatles. Comes the Sun on repeat. <laughs> I was actually going to, it's funny. And it's only because I just started, um, I did that 10 album challenge that you had me do. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so now I, based on that, um, Lauren Hill, I would listen to her every day. Mm. Like she's, yeah, I like her vibe. She's yeah. motivating yet mellow. <laughs> a good mix. So yeah, it would be Lauren Hill. First yeah. I was going to say Michael Jackson. I'm like, oh, he's not chill though. He would like start to bug me if I had to listen to him every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> She's a solid choice. I love I Michael. I thought maybe but... you'd say uh, New Kids on the Block. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I couldn't listen to them. I can just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're more nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not if that was the only album, but yeah, I think Lauren Hill would be my choice. Nice. Somebody chill. <laughs> well, yeah, I think funny. we've all learned. Spending a lot of time doing the same exact thing is really can be a little brutal. So choose wisely. Yeah. Um, That (laughs) song that Here Comes the Sun that you brought up, Stephen, uh, there was a mall when I first moved to El Paso from New York. uh, They were opening a new mall called Sunland Park Mall. And that was the song that they Used. That was their jam. <laughs> somehow, I would have been all over that place. That's great marketing. How they somehow they got rights. That? I have no idea. How <laughs> no, they didn't get any rights. Well, that's no true. Right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they probably yeah. just kind of did it <laughs> under the table. But, uh, but yeah. So that was like in their commercial, like to open this new mall. So now every time that's I so hear funny. that song, I'm like, oh, Selen Park Mall in El Paso, You're Texas. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's, association. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure the Beatles would be. Proud, appreciate. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I eh, don't know. Like, really? I'm all think about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh that's yeah. crazy. Oh jeez. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us. It was so yeah, fun thank chatting you. With it's you. been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks. I know this was fun. It's fun to catch up too. Yep, and I'm sure we'll have you guys on again for various topics too. So yeah, let's do it. Conversation yeah. will continue. <laughs> so um, thanks everybody for tuning in to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. Be authentic, bring an insane amount of value, and keep crushing it.